everybody. This is Colin Farahani with Metal Talk TV, talking to the great man himself, Mr. Tracy Guns, today. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, except I'm navigating all these noises and things on, on my computer. Okay, I am good to go. <laughs> good, man. How have you been doing? Good. I'm, I'm in L.A. right now, just kind of uh, held up in the house yeah, yeah. You know, during this uh, wonderful time L.A. is going through. It sounds like an interesting, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you actually, how is Denmark compared to LA? It must be like... Um... Heaven and hell. <laughs> you know, Denmark's, you know, got it, really got it together. I mean, yeah, yeah. they're slow in their vaccination process. That's <clears throat> that's one thing that's a little strange for there. But but otherwise, everything's normal. And they, uh, <clears throat> they announced yesterday that... Uh, mm. Venues up to 2,000 capacity are now open. Oh, that's awesome. The live performance and stuff. So that's good. It seems like good news to kind of slowly coming out after such a terrible year, like gigs and tours yeah. starting to kind of get firmer and, you know. Yeah, because I've had this like, uh, it's like a, a Rolling Stones tribute tour yeah. in Denmark planned for like a year and a half with these Danish yeah. actors and stuff. Oh, yeah. And it just... For the past year and a half, they just keep pushing it back and pushing it back. So finally, this October, we're going to do yeah. it. I'm, I'm awesome. excited. I'll fly, I'll fly out for that if I can. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you've been keeping so busy over the last, you know, 16 months. It's hard to know where to start. But it's just, if there's anywhere you want to start, I was going to say, uh, you've got your new, the new Sunbomb project. Yeah, that comes out soon, like in a week or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've been know, listening. I got this. Ah, the mail. Hey, vinyl man. Whee! That's the way to do it. Uh, you know, good to see it on vinyl too. Yeah. Um, you know, I was listening to it this last week or so, and it's a really great record. But it's it took me a little bit by surprise the first listen because I was expecting something more, you know, uh, '80s, not polished, yeah. but more. There you go, more blues based. Oh, I love that Les Paul. This is the one, man. That's the one. I've seen you play it live a couple of times. I'm lucky. But when are you going to, I've derailed my question, but when are you going to have an artist signature of that beast? Because it's such a beauty. Is that a 60? It'll be, it'll be like the third signature model with, with the Gibson company now. Oh, fantastic. It could be, the, it could be this could be the Epiphone, um, but it's, this one's more likely it's like to a be. custom shop. Yeah, this will be like the, like the Gibson signature. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know because we're still doing the Kramer. Yeah, I um, know the shark, the one that just came out. I saw it. Yeah, you know, so like that one's pretty much sold out. I don't know if we're going to do a second yeah. one of that before we do the Epiphone. The Epiphone will be second. Yeah. And the Gibson yeah. will be down the line. So Nice. But there'll be a version of that beast that I can go out and buy. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay, awesome. That's great. Uh, but the yeah. thing with the, the thing with this guitar though is that uh -huh. it it's forever kind of evolving. Yeah. Um, as far as electronics go, um, I know that we're about to switch out the two main pickups and install the the uh, coil taps. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, because my blue guitar, which is over there, it has all the electronics that I need. Like, because live in LA Guns, there's stuff that. You know, I always want to like put a telly on yeah. or something with single coils, but we designed that guitar so it has single coil mode and it's fantastic. And also my Kramer has that same yeah. wire. So now we have to wire this guitar like that. So those three guitars are just the same. Okay. So anyways, that's guitars. Now I, I can do, we could do a whole separate one just about guitars. I'd love to do some for you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've got uh, actually I, I positioned my uh, Super Black Magic here just for you for today. So. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I like, wow, okay. yeah, page fan. Thank you. But the but the Sun Bomb thing, um, yeah. it it evolved into that yeah. because when Frontiers asked me if I wanted to do my own record, you know, I was like, yeah, but I I I had no idea what yeah. I was going to do. You know, I mean, I could have done some very mellow floydy kind of thing mm. um, which is something i always wanted to do um, but my thing is is metal like as a guitar yeah. player at the end of the day 
I play yeah. metal, you know, like that's like the most, when I'm alone, you know, it's like, you know, like, it's like, oh, this yeah, is so yeah. fun, you know? So it's kind of like a guilty pleasure in a way. Yeah, yeah. And my wife and I, we were doing these Sunday drives um, here in LA, like up mm. the coast, only listening to metal, like, you know, discovering yeah, yeah. like all different things. And so I was really in that mood and no matter what, we were listening to like newer stuff. And when I say newer stuff, I mean stuff that's like 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was all influenced by, you know, Scorpions and For Randy sure. Rhodes. And, and, you know, you just can't get away from those influences. So or I can't. Yeah. And so when we'd get home, I'd pick up the guitar and I'd be like, yeah, listen to this. And then I started demoing some songs in the living room. And my wife was like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, do that, you know? And so I had like three or four tunes like that. And then um, I thought, this is great, but you know, who's gonna sing this stuff? Yeah. You know, it has to be, ah. And uh, can handle that heavy. Yeah, yeah and, and they have to do a whole record, you know? So mm. it's like, it's like, hmm. So I had recently met Michael Sweet and seen him mm. play live here in LA at the Whiskey. Yeah, yeah. And vocally, like, 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 wow, you know, he can, he can still kill it, like for real. And um, so I just sent him one song. I texted him like a demo. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, what do you think of this? You know, and he writes back, what's this? And I'm like, I'm like, that's me. <laughs> you want to sing on that? And he's like, hell yeah, I want to sing on that. I go, well, you know, what if I recorded eleven of these? You know, and he goes, he goes, you're, oh, you're doing an album. Okay. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm in. And then, so it took me about another year to finish writing all the music. And then it took him another year to write all the lyrics and and record it and everything. So during his process, I never heard even like a demo of what he was doing or got a lyric sheet or anything. I just was like, okay, he's doing it. Yeah. And then it was like Christmas, you know, when they songs started coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was just like, yes, this is, this is right. This is how this is supposed to be, yeah. you know? And uh, so that, that was the success for me personally is yeah. like, you know, we, we, we had a collaboration where we recorded this album and I couldn't be any happier with it. Mm. So it's like, it's like, okay, we did it, you know, cause it doesn't always work out that way with. Yeah. Well, I was going to, you, you've done a, a couple of ones over the last decade. I mean, they've all been good to different degrees, but I think that this one's just, it seems to have hit right with people, you know? And yeah. I don't know, just something about hearing you. I was listening to the, watching the Better End video this uh, earlier, and it was like strong painkiller vibes in there and just, you know, all that stuff. It's killer. It's killer. <laughs> it's killer. For sure. Well, I mean, it's, I've been lucky enough to I've seen you a couple of times um, in the last couple of years with LA Guns when you come to London. Right. And um, and it's been interesting because it's been since you came, since it all kind of came back together, just getting bigger and bigger and better. And it started out, you know, you have that vibe when the when any bands get back together, you go, all right, well, this will be cool. I'll go hear the old hits. And you know what I mean? You'll kind of vibe. Yeah. it. And then yeah. seeing it evolve naturally and organically into like new music and you know better and better shows it's just been fantastic to watch so it's fun from the inside i mean from the inside the 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 element of creativity and having a good time with it yeah is what really fuels that you know the authenticity you know yeah yeah. you know as long as shows we're really enjoying it then it's gonna show like you say yeah yeah and um you know that's kind of the benefit of having a like a a band of guys and a crew mm. that are like family and we don't argue yeah. and we don't have friction you know i mean we're older guys you know so it's like yeah, that's yeah. the last thing anybody wants when you're young you know that friction can really yeah. add to what you're doing and stuff but at this point it doesn't so um it's been cool man you know um and then the pandemic hit and so like things really have shifted as far as focus personally because you know yeah. i have a 
I have a baby now. I have a 15 yeah, month yeah. old baby in yeah, Denmark. Yeah. And, uh, and then my 12 year old son here. Yeah. So living in two places and raising two kids yeah. and making sure my wife is happy. And, you know, there's a lot of chemistry happening that I really have to attend to. So um, aside from recording all these albums and things like that, I become a guitar teacher and wow. kind of just like what you and I are doing right here, except yeah. I'm like, saying, this is a pentatonic scale, you know? All right. And I'm really, to me, that's my life. Yeah. You know, as it's like, you know, I'm giving, you know, 20 to 30 lessons a week. And, wow. and I just do it wherever I am. You know, if I'm in yeah. Denmark, I do it. If I'm here, I do it. And I have these great relationships with the students now because mm. it's been going on for like a year. And um, I can always take a week off from that to, you know, record or write or do yeah. sessions with other people. So I can't really predict what the future for touring and things like that mm. so much um, for LA Guns is. I mean, I know we're going to do shows and I know, you know, we have records coming out and things like that. So, but the future is going to look different. You know, yeah. not just for us, for everybody. For everybody. And, uh, you know, just kind of going with the flow, seeing how things work out. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, mean, I saw you guys announced, Twilight um, Guns announced a run in uh, for the UK, and I think in November, September, November. So, I mean, like, that's optimistic. I'm hoping it happens, but. That's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. I mean, in November 2023, 22, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be, by then, I, I have to be in the States. That's when my son's yeah, birthday yeah, yeah. is November awesome. 19th. So, For sure. Um, but that's that's been kind of going on this whole pandemic as dates moved, yeah. pushed, and this and that. But, you know, the hard reality is like, we're playing the whiskey on New Year's yeah. Eve, and that's it. Like that's the only and and the Monsters of Rock cruise in February of next year. Yeah, like so that's all right now that is completely solidified in that. Yeah, you know we've made those commitments based on the pandemic. You know, hopefully everything's going the way it should. Finally, right? yeah. But we're but we're not in any position to to say, hey, you know, let's let's just go. We're still banned from traveling to Europe. I mean, the band is, you know, they can't yeah, go, yeah, yeah. go to Europe or the UK. I can because my family's there, but the other guys can. And I have a show scheduled. LA Guns has a show scheduled May 15th Whoa. in the city I live in, in Denmark, and they're still advertising it. I'm like, yeah, like hey, yeah, yeah. you guys know that my band can't get in. And, and even if we could, we couldn't afford to do, to do the one, one show. show. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's nuts. Um, so everything's very confusing from, especially yeah. your, your perspective of like, yeah. what are these guys doing? And we don't control no, no. promoters. You know what I mean? So sure. they're trying to sell tickets yeah. then they, then they get that dough and then they, then they have the right to postpone shows. Yeah. 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 So, that's that. Yeah. Well, I was going to, I mean, I've asked a couple of uh, people every time I've had them on the, what they think, especially guys who like yourself, like George Lynch, like Ron Roxy, all, you know, all killer players, but all, all guys who have, have seen the industry for a long time, how it's developed and how it's, you know, where it is now. Do you think that anything, how is the industry going to come out of this, especially on for rock music and live music? Do you see a good, any kind of positive side effects? I, I mean, I'm not that clairvoyant, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, but I think, <clears throat> you know, I think that things will go back to some sort of, you know, mm. kind of normal, but yeah. I don't think they'll ever be the way they were before the pandemic. I mean, I think that's impossible because, um, new restrictions are always being updated and how yeah. people are gonna gonna be able to do it so like in the states for example you can go play to like 50 percent capacities and obviously in the south you can do full capacity shows <laughs> but but anybody that's dumb enough to do that you know 
best yeah. of luck and stay safe. You know, like, like we won't partake in like, you know, half capacity shows yeah, or, yeah. or going through the South, you know, where people just don't care about the pandemic, you know, we, we just, you know, we have a responsibility to our, our audience, you know, it's yeah. like if one person got sick and their grandmother died because they came to an LA gun show, I would no. feel responsible for the rest of my life. It's just the kind of yeah. person. So it's like, there's absolutely no chance that we're going to do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, respect that. Yeah. That respect. I am the last, I mean, I guess sort of live, without live shows for the moment, at least you got a live album coming out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Cocked and loaded. Cocked and loaded live, you know. Live from Vegas, baby. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly is. And um, it's interesting why this record is coming out. Um, yeah. We had a deadline for our studio record uh, oh, yeah. to turn it in like November 1st mm -hmm. last year year and it wasn't possible you know we were yeah. everything was written music was recorded but phil wasn't finished you know yeah. and he wasn't even close to being finished so the label you know they were like like hey we need to put something out yeah in this time frame and i called my manager i go hey didn't we multi-track that that live stream and he's like mm. yeah yeah I go, I got to listen to it. I got to hear it. Yeah, yeah. I heard it and, it, and it was pretty damn good. The performance yeah. was really good. There, there was some audio issues, like some mics that weren't on and things like that mm -hmm. um, for the recording. But Adam Hamilton, who is kind of like the sixth LA gun, you know, mm. he plays every instrument at some point in, in this long career. Um, but he's also uh, an engineer and a mixer and a producer. Yeah, yeah. So I call him, I go, hey, man, I'm sending you this, you know, multi-track session of us live. Yeah. And Can you there's no kick it? drum. You know, there's no bass drum on it. And he's like, oh, man, really? <laughs> I, well, you know, you can hear a blip. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we could trigger Work something, something out. Yeah. And he did it, you know. Oh, and gosh. so it ended up sounding fantastic mm. and the performance is good and so that's why it exists and yeah. it's you know to fulfill a commitment but it's also something in the end i'm proud of because it's yeah. uh i think that la guns fans would love to have a live version of cocked and loaded you yeah know? and sure. and we're not awful it sounds good <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not i mean um when I, you know, like I said, with a couple of times I've been lucky enough to see you guys, it's always been really killer. I mean, really impressive to just say that you you almost realize that there's nobody, there hasn't been anyone coming along in the interim 30 years to be that level, you know, whether it's you guys, whether it's Lynch, whoever. Right. I mean, we're really proud of the way we sound, yeah. you know, um, Phil has obviously really taken great care of his voice, you know, yeah. and and I think that the chemistry of the band, um, whether it's Michael Grant or Ace Bond Johnson, yeah, yeah. on the other side of the stage, they know their role and they yeah. nail that role. And and um, Shane or Scott Coogan, whoever's yeah, playing yeah. drums, these are guys I've played with for years. So it's not like we just like, some higher you know um so the la guns family really right now is pretty big like you know yeah to me you know coogan's our drummer yeah but shane is still in the band somehow you know what I mean? yeah yeah i know what you mean. and adam he played drums on the new studio album because of the pandemic you know there oh, was nice. no way there was no way to get coogan yeah yeah somewhere to do it and so you know there's a lot of people in la guns yeah know? yeah and there, and there always has been you know so yeah. um but at the end of the day like you said when you come to see the band live you know there's no there's no lack of enthusiasm mm. and, and and you know we rehearse so like the shit's good it's tight and, and the sound is good and yeah yeah and uh you know we still care you know For we're sure not, we're not like a band that's really 
flies in for shows on the weekends and just kind of yeah. deals with, with what's ever there. You know, they've like, got their uh, click tracks and they got their backing tapes and they got their yeah. Yeah, we 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 have to be LA guns, you know, and yeah. like, a lot of that kind of has to do with our equipment. And so, like, hmm. if we if we have if we've committed to a weekend show in you know Iowa, yeah. that means all the gear is getting driven to Iowa. Yeah. Oh Jesus! <laughs> My manager just has the worst time. Uh, anyway, I like the Randy. Uh, I like the Randy ringtone. The what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Diary of a Madman. Yeah. 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 No. Gotta hear it constantly. Well, I was gonna say, is, is it must be funny, uh, kind of you know, funny and gratifying at the same time to be playing that whole record end to end live when you did the original when you were what, like twenty two years old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Crazy. I mean, I'm glad we have the live album because I had to relearn a lot of that stuff, like Magdalene, yeah. like the yes. solo of Magdalene was like I was teaching it to somebody. You yeah, know, one of my students, they won't really want to learn that solo. So I had to relearn it, but I relearned it at kind of like grandpa speed. You yeah, know? yeah. You know, what did I play then? <laughs> yeah, you know, so I, I I just learned it by memory. Oh, yeah, this is how it goes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, I got the news that we were going to play it live. And so I had to like play along with the record, and it's so yeah. fast. Yeah. And it was so painstaking. It was such a pain in the ass getting it right at that speed. Then going to rehearse it with the band for a few days and all that stuff. So to do that for just one gig, it's kind of like, all this work for one gig. But now it ends up got a record. Yeah. A record. So, so it was really worth putting the time back into it. And, that's a good album, man. It's <laughs> like, a great album. Like, you know, I'm listening to like Showdown and songs yeah. like that. And I like, 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 man, you know. We could write songs. Yeah. You know. Like, because, you know, when you're in a band and you, something like 30 years later. Yeah. You know, you don't, you know, I mean, I'm still listening to Aerosmith Live Bootleg, you know, like yes. I don't really listen to my own stuff that much, but after that amount of time going back and listening to it, I was like, like, damn, these guys were good. <laughs> I can get Definitely. behind this. You know, yeah. So good stuff. Good vibes. Definitely. Um, actually, I was going to say the last, before we move on to the, maybe what we can hope for, for the next record, which is a check it past. I think it's check it past. Yeah. So that, that comes out November 12th. Yeah. And, you know, so we put out this single called let, let you, you down. down um like almost two years ago or so i, I don't it's even a know great now. track i think so and yeah. and la guns fans responded like immensely to that song yeah. and it was kind of i had written the song phil had done the vocal and i'm like we got to put this out now because yeah. i don't know when yeah we're going to be able to put records out blah 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 but it will be included on the next record whenever that's done so we we I called the label and I sent them the song. I said, Hey, you know, I want to put this out now while yeah, people yeah. are sitting at home and in this really weird, mysterious time. And it was like four months into the pandemic and there was mm. no end in sight. So, you know, I figured, you know, let's give our audience something to, to bite into yeah. and, and to hold on to. Sure. And it was such a surprising response, you know, because, I think most even hardcore LA Guns fans, you know, they really want the riffy, powerful yeah. rock. Um, but I just had a feeling about that song that that Phil's vocal is so intimate and so heartfelt, yeah. along with that, you know, atmospheric music, and it gets really heavy. That mm. I go, I think people are gonna latch onto this, you know. So yeah. that being said um i got to see how people responded to that sound yeah and so going into finished checkered pass i made sure that there's more of that you know ambient sound yeah. a lot of the record less than half the record but still a good portion of the record has a, a nice ambience to it where yeah, yeah. 
Phil sings in that register more than his high register. Yeah. And so that's something to look forward to. And then the, the, the hard hitting rockers are like even a new level. Like, like I can't explain it. It's just like the, the, the chemistry evolves, you know, I mean, riffs are riffs, you know what I mean? But this chemistry that the band has with Phil, it's just evolving and, and it's getting, more pleasurable to listen to, you know, and it's just like, Oh, you know, and then I think because I don't know, it's because I've been giving so many lessons or, or what it is, but like the way I approached musically, like the layers, you know, of guitar under like the main riffs is a lot more methodical because I've been Mm. teaching so much theory that that theory's kind of crept back into the, I play like, well, you know, I could do this, you know, and then I, I try things. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Okay. So I, since we pushed that deadline back all the way yeah. to the turn in date was like March 30th this year. <laughs> so I just continued to like, you know, hmm, you know, it's so it's time. Yeah. You know, so it, it's like, I would call this album like a slow cooked stew, you know, that, nice. that you know, it, it got to that point and the yeah. vocals were done and, you know, the whole band is super happy about it, you know, and, and listening to the album, which isn't always the case, you know, even yeah. like a, an album like The Devil You Know, which is such a powerful album. Mm. It's like we spent so much time making the album and hearing those songs over and over again that when it was done, we were like, glad that's over. <laughs> you know, we yeah. can move on move now. On. Yeah. But this album's different, you know, it, because it's stylistically uh, broader. It's mm. just, it, it's cohesive, but stylistically it's broader. And the dynamics are, you know, you know, not super heavy, like The Devil You Know. Yeah. It's like really heavy stuff, but it's not that same mood it's a different mood in the heavy yeah. stuff more, more 70s maybe more nice more new wave british metal yeah on that end and then that atmospheric stuff is, is you know almost a little bit of celtic influence and you know things like that and, and you know i always am a british guy mm-hmm. but there's like a little bit more irish feel on some of this yeah this more left atmosphere folky kind of big sounding epicy kind of stuff and um that's checkered pass and and the name you know i really wanted to call we have the song called cannonball yeah which which is the i think it's the opening track and and it's like a baseball bat to the head and so i was like we're gonna call the album cannonballs and we're going to have a cannon, <laughs> big cannonballs hanging off, but, you know, like a big yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and Phil lived with it. And he calls me one day. And my manager calls me and goes, can we not call not the call it cannonball? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, no, we're calling it cannonballs, you know. And, uh, but I got talked out of the tree, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Phil and I spent one night, like, literally, like, three hours just, like, going back and forth. But, you know. It's got to be clever, but you know, it, 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 he would come up with like you know, you know, uh, plastic toaster. You know? <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that's too clever because you know, like, like you know, we'll get you people doing? talking. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It can be difficult to come up with album titles, so it's like I usually just grasp onto the first emotion, like you know, like yeah, you know the. Like the devil, you know, had been done before, yeah. but not like guns. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. and then we have that song on there. Uh, uh, I think it's called "The Devil You Know." Yeah, yeah. And I just made so much sense, and the missing piece was a little bit clever, and so I didn't want to have a you know plastic toaster or you know what something. Yeah dumb or something too metal or anything so yeah, yeah. we just arrived at checkered past out of nowhere like kind of during that conversation you know there were things that led up to it but checkered past just like especially like we just settled this lawsuit mm. with the name and everything yeah 
and we do have a checkered past you know it's just full of highs and lows and and it sure. made sense and we had already had a photo taken like two years ago before the pandemic of us standing on a checkered floor oh nice so it's like well we already have the photo you know i mean let's we go could, with it we could we could go yeah. with it, so but i am proud of that record and i mean it's a lot it's a bit of a ways off before it comes out yeah. but i think singles start coming out in a couple months you know that's so. great i can't wait to hear it i mean well, i was gonna well, I was going to say, right from listening through, you know, the missing piece, especially the double, you know, and I'm sure it'll be checker pass as well. It's like I, you get us, you don't get a sense, you know, when some bands, especially after hiatus, come back and you go, right, this is going to be, you know, and I don't know, ACDC record is these things, not those things. And it's this, right. and not that. But it's it seems, you know, and that works for some people, it seems, but it does not. It's not that interesting, but whereas right. you guys, when you guys are doing it, it seems to be just look. These guys are LA Guns. Let's go for it. Whatever works, whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I knew a long time ago. Um, it's not formulaic. Yeah, because the formula is Phil. That's yeah. the formula. So it's like going from cocked and loaded to Hollywood vampires back then. Mm. I knew that we could pull that off because yeah. As long as Phil's singing, that's the identifiable factor. And you have and, continuity there, yeah. And say what you want about you know, Jesus. <laughs> say what you want that was about Phil. Yeah. But yeah. Mate, shut up. Um <laughs> you know, he with Zeppelin or the Beatles or the Stones, for example, is like Van Halen, right? Yeah. Those bands literally got away with musical murder oh yeah because the vocal because the vocals are the identifying factor you know what yeah. i mean it's like it's like if robert plant's singing it's led zeppelin exactly. as much as jimmy page and eddie van halen and and keith and all these yeah. things are such identifiable sounds those singers are what mm. make you play a reggae song a metal song a blues song and it all know, runs uh, through yeah and it comes together you know yeah. um and i knew that really early on like i knew that i wasn't held in, inside a cage mm. um, musically like like for example sunbomb you know it's yeah. very focused it's it's very uh it's not one dimensional but it's one sound i would say i would say yeah. sunbomb sounds like this yeah. the la guns it's like well la gun sounds like phil yeah <laughs> you know so with free. a lot of different music yeah, happening yeah, yeah. under phil and i have confidence in that you know yeah. and um i remember helmet did a record after betty mm. I, I don't remember what it was called but up until betty yeah it was a very specific sound you know and i was really a fan and then Paige, i guess he wanted to be more rock more yeah. rock and roll or something and i he totally lost me you know what i mean it's like somehow like i'm like where's the off time you know where's the 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 clever use of yeah, time yeah. And, and things like that you know and, and he he like consciously abandoned it it was like i'm just yeah. gonna straight ahead and i'm gonna bend strings now on my solos and and, and it's just like that's not why i listen to helmet you know yeah but, but that was something that he had set himself up for by having such a unique sound and a unique approach to writing musically. And it's the same with ACDC. You know, you don't really mm. want your ACDC play Ballad of Jane. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's like, you want that thing. Yeah, that's that thing, you know. And bands like that, you know, admittedly have way more success, you know, in the long run, you yeah. know. Like, yeah, I mean, if, if the Stones, every song sounded like Start Me Up, they'd be fine, you know. <laughs> like wow yeah. um but for us and for me my musical add is so bad that mm, i could sure. never commit to like that's what i admired about eddie van halen so much like you know, he committed to that sound <laughs> it's yeah like, yeah well there it is you know that's eddie's sound and that's a slash committed to yeah that sound, you know i cannot I commit to that you know from that one note you can tell it's them yeah yeah yeah. Did you know actually you mentioned Eddie Van Halen? Did you um did 
did you happen to spend any um well did you know him and spend any kind of time recording or playing did you guys play any shows in the 80s together or was that uh, later no but we became golf partners in the early 90s oh, really? and and uh we became pretty good friends um friends enough to where he would mention me in interviews and things yeah, like that. yeah so but yeah we had a we had a a fun relationship it was early 90s and i met him because he had heard this uh king biscuit flower hour yes la, LA guns recording and I, I, me and my girlfriend at the time got home and she hits the uh, answering machine. You remember those things? Yeah. And, um, hey, Tracy, uh, it's Eddie Van Halen. Could you, could you give me a call? You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, play that again. <laughs> you know, this is Joe. Yeah. 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 You know, like, like, and she's like, that's Eddie Van Halen. I go, no, it's not. I go, <laughs> yeah. she goes, it is, you know, I'm like, okay, fine. So I call him. I'm like, yeah, hello. Yeah, it's Tracy. Hey, what are you doing right now? I'm like, I just got home from Vegas. You know, uh, what's up? He he goes, can you come up to my house right now? Um, I'm trying to mix this live record, and uh, uh, I got a hold of the the engineer that did your your live recording. And oh wow, I'm like, what? Okay. So I went up there and yeah, Sammy yeah. Hagar was there, you know, yeah. and I'm like, hey, welcome to this world. You know, like, <laughs> like, where the fuck am I? And, you know, he was just really direct and he's like, he's like, okay, so here's the cassette of your thing, yeah. you know, what's going on with the guitar right there? And the engineer, his name is Biff. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't there, but he was on the phone, and they were trying to figure out what we had done when we mixed it. And wow. what it was was normally back then I had stereo guitar sound, so I had yeah. like, one side was pretty much dry, and one side had a chorus on it. So yeah, same notes. I'm only playing one guitar, but it's two guitar sounds. And but what had happened is when we went to the mix, mm-hmm. that one of the tracks, the chorus track, the mic was off. It didn't record properly. It was distorted. Oh. Like it had a bad cable or something. Yeah, yeah. So we had to reconstruct the second track. And being in a mobile truck, I didn't have yeah. like guitar pedal. Yeah, yeah. Or anything. So we had to duplicate my main guitar track, record it on another track. And then we added a harmonizer to that second track to, you know, simulate what I had originally done. Of course. And it ended yeah. up sounding really cool. It didn't sound like my normal thing, but it yeah. ended up like being like, whoa, you know, the studio technology on a live recording, this is cool. In like 1989, you know, studio technology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a box with hamsters in it, like yeah. you know, making sound. So he was so, trying to figure out that sound. So he was trying to figure out what that was. And uh, I remember I said, well, this is what we did. And Biff was on the phone. He's like, that's right. We used a harmonizer, blah, 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 blah. And so he was trying to mix, I think it was Live Without a Net. I think that's the name of that live record. So originally he was trying to mix it himself with, with, you know, an engineer and stuff like that. But eventually ended up abandoning that. Yeah. And I think Andy Johns came in and mixed it. And um, but they did that. They replicated that method for the guitar. And then after that, Eddie sound kind of you can hear it on those Sammy records. You know, he had this big, more stereo, you know, kind of a thing. So that's how I met him. That was. And then after that, yeah, golf partners. Yeah. You know, he's like, hey, you playing golf? (laughs) I'm like, well, I I can learn. Yeah, I, yeah, I can do. Yeah, I can fly a spaceship if you want me to. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. So yeah, you know, we had we had fun. He's a great guy. Awesome, he really was. I mean, I was just before we go, I was going to ask you. Um, there were a couple of like uh, uh, like wiki fact or fiction bits on your Wikipedia. I wanted to ask you if you had any kind of funny memories of them. Um, it said you were you you spent a month in 
poison at like turn of the millennium and it's been a month in quiet riot too sort of kind of yeah so with poison, with poison cc had gone off to do his own solo project called samantha seven Okay. And he did he quit or is it just he, he quit? He's like I'm I'm out in poison. I'm in Samantha Seven. <laughs> okay, and you know, poison. The guys are so great. You know, they yeah. all call me back to back. You know, I don't remember who called first. I think Brett called first. Yeah. Hey, you know, we're going to ask you to join our band, and uh, I hope you say yes. And, and Ricky's going to call you right now. Like, okay. Uh, I've known you for so long, bro. You know, uh, we really want you to be in the band. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but but Bobby's gonna call you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bobby comes. So this is how it works, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, man. Whatever you guys want to do. So interesting thing about that is we started rehearsing and to write, you know, some Ooh. new music. And, which is always the case every time I join a band for some reason. You know, I can't yeah. just like, if I'm going to go play with somebody, I, I wish, you know, fuck me creative. Let's go. <laughs> you know, like, like let, I'm just going to learn the tracks and go. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Let's go play. You know, I'll, I'll be good. I promise. Yeah. And, but we go in there and it's, um, what's, uh, oh, man, I'm 55. The producer that did the wall. Um, oh, Bob Ezrin. Bob Ezrin's there. And he's wow. going to produce this new Poison record that I'm involved with, right? Oh. And and we're playing, and we're kind of musically incompatible, you know, just kind of yeah. like, like, it was just, to me, it wasn't musically that comfortable, you know? It was, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Bobby has a method, you know, we're going to write songs like this, and that's it, you know? Yeah. And, and we're going to come up with a hook, and that's that, which is cool. And I'm totally behind it, you know, because that's what Poison does. Yeah. But for me, it was like I could have add no musical sophistication at all. You know, there would be yeah. no no underlying um, stuff. Um, and then there's Bob Ezrin, you know, yes. and he was pulling me outside like, like, you know, I don't know how we're going to do this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and I, I'm like, well, you know, songs are songs. And then when we get in the studio you'll do your magic and I'll try to do some magic and yeah, yeah. make a great album. And, and he was like, but would it be a poison album? And I go, well, no, you know, maybe, you know, it, it wouldn't be a poison album if, if yeah. we tried to add ingredients. So anyways, I ended up getting really sick. I got the flu like after the fourth or fifth day. Yeah. And during that period, uh, we just Bob didn't want to do the project. You know, he's like, he's like, nah, nah, you know, it's not for me. I'm not for you. This isn't what mm -hmm. the project needs. And then it's getting close to like New Year's Eve, and uh, Brett is doing like a thing, really close to where I live. So he's like, hey, you know, come come here. We're gonna play some Poison tunes. Yeah, yeah. So I went there, and it was a solo band, and I I don't think I ended up even playing. I don't think yeah. I even ended up playing one song. I might have. I, I'm a little cloudy about it. But anyways, so after New Year's, um, Bobby calls me to talk about payment. You know, like, uh -huh. how do you want to be paid? Do you, yeah. do you want to be a percentage of the gross? You know, can I just pay you like $10 million a week? Like these guys. Maybe a briefcase. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. I'm like, you guys make that much money. You know, I was like, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. So we had gotten to that point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Cece freaks the fuck out, you know, and is like, uh, you can't have Tracy and yeah, oh, fuck that. It's my band, uh, blah, 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 blah. I get it. You know what I mean? But the problem was, is I had just postponed like a year's worth of LA Guns touring. Do that. You know, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, and when Bobby calls, you know, and he's straightforward and I, and I totally understood, but I explained him, I go, you know, that yeah. I had to get rid of my income for the year coming up to do this, you know, so he understood and they took care of me, you know, I mean, they're, yeah. they're great guys, you know, and we're longtime friends. So yeah. we didn't want to money ruins shit, you know, sure. it does. So we, we got past that and that was it. So that's what I did with Poison. Now with Quiet Riot, 
it was a similar scenario mm -hmm. where um, I don't remember who called. I think it was Frankie because I know Frankie and Rudy. I knew Frankie and Rudy the the, yeah. the most. I knew them better than I knew Kevin. Rudy's awesome. Oh God, I love, I love him. him. So Frankie calls and goes, "Hey, you know, uh, we need you." You know, kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I go, I go. Uh, what are you doing? You know, and he's like, well, we're doing an album. I'm like, okay, cool. And I go, I've got some. I can write some stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, write some stuff. You know, blah blah. blah. And so Kevin calls. You know, uh -huh. and this is what I love about joining established bands. You know, yeah. it's like you get to have these like different conversations instead of the usual see them on tour kind of yeah. like, hey, I'll look you out for lunch today. You know you know, more intimate conversation. Yeah. And I told Kevin, I go, Kevin, I got, I'm working on some shit that's like straight up Randy Rhodes, wow. influence, yeah. but with quiet riot songwriting sensibilities. And yeah. he's like, Oh my God. Yes. You know, I send him these tracks and this is like right when I was learning how to record, you know? Yeah. So I'm recording these demos, you know, like on a couch like this. Yeah. 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 You know? Send him off, send him, send him off. And Kevin's like, yes, this is great. And by the way, these are the two last songs on the missing piece on the LA guns. They ended up really on there that all that classical. Oh, wow. Well, that's why those songs exist. I had written those for quiet, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Frankie calls me and goes, goes, I, I know what this music is. It's awesome, but I want to make a blues rock album. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. You know, so I get the demos for, they had already tracked the whole album and nobody had told me. Um, yeah. So I was, so I was supposed to, you know, go in and just play those songs, you know, it's like yeah. re-record the guitars on the demos. And so this whole time I thought Rudy was in the band. You know, I thought. Oh, damn. Was he not? It wasn't. So Kevin comes into town, bought me a lobster, my first <laughs> lobster I had ever eaten in my life. We went to some yeah. fancy restaurant. Nicest guy. And he's, by the way, he's the first famous person I ever met in my life. Really? When I was like 16 or 17. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I had known him for years and years. Yeah. And years. Yeah. We're eating this dinner and he's telling me all these stories and everything like that. And we're rehearsing the next day. Yeah. Our rehearsal. So I didn't bring, I never brought Rudy up. You know, I just figured out. Yeah, oh, you just okay. assume. Yeah. So I get to rehearsal at Amp Rehearsal in the Valley. And Frankie comes in and goes, okay, we're auditioning bass players today. I'm like, what? I don't know any of them. <laughs> you know, we're, we're auditioning bass players today. He goes, he goes, yeah, we're going to do Metal Health and fucking oh. Cadillac. And I did know those songs. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were these new tracks that I was going to be recording. Yeah. And he expected that I knew them. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know those songs yet. Yeah. I go, you know, I haven't even decided on the guitar part. I haven't listened to them. You know, yeah. Kind of and he's like, shit, okay, well, you know, these guys don't know those anyways so, so much. Just I mean, guess. Because he sent all these bass players those new tracks. Oh you wow! Know, okay, yeah. Do that. So that nobody knows except him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Frank <laughs> knows them, and and Kevin knows them because they yeah. the demos. So anyway, so all these guys come in. The only one guy I remember was Anthony Esposito. He, uh huh. Uh, he was a really cool guy, and. Uh, you know, we hit it off and like, if we were going to have any bass player, that was the one I would be the guy. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we get through that. We played slick black Cadillac a bunch of times with different guys. That was yeah. awesome. And, uh, you know, Kevin and, and Frankie were just so over the moon that we were doing it, but then we had the, the money conversation outside uh. after and I said, Frankie, you know, I can't do that, <laughs> you know? I was go, the opposite of poison. Yeah. Right. Right. It was the opposite. I, I, I said, I go, what I can do is I could bring other people in to make your record, to give you yeah. money 
to give me money. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Money, you know. No, I don't want to do that because, you know, this way we retain all the back end. And I'm like, that's, you know, in my opinion, get all the money up front. Yeah. Don't, don't wait around for back end money. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But whatever. So we butted heads on the on the on the business, but it's his business. So yeah. like, you know, I don't really have any right to to, you know, tell him how to run his business. Fair. All I can do is say, I can do this. I can bring money yeah. into the project and then we could do it. So um Kevin called me the next morning, really, really like, like, you're doing this though, right? I'm like, I'm like <laughs> I'm like, I can't, Kevin. You know, I want to. You know, I really want to. And I love you guys. And yeah. And back in my head, I'm like, where's Rudy? You know? And, <laughs> you promised me Rudy. Yeah, you promised me Rudy. <laughs> they did they didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you know, so that was that, you know, yeah. and but no hard feelings, nothing like yeah. that. And I think I think Frankie was a little little hurt. You know, he thought that that it was just going to work out. It would be smooth. And I wanted it to be, but it didn't. Yeah, and then yeah. I saw them. Then they went back to the lineup that they had after that. They, oh. they had Alex Grossi and uh, oh, yeah. right. And that was that. So the band and so they, I guess they kind of told those guys, we're not going to use you guys anymore. And then they then they and they couldn't find. Them. Yeah. yeah. So so I saw them at Rocklahoma, this big festival. Yeah. Uh, Few months later and everything was fine you know and i hung out with those guys and uh that was it that was my quiet riot story my awesome. claim to quiet quiet riot the quiet riot fame well it was absolutely brilliant so it's <laughs> been a, it's been a huge pleasure i don't have to keep tripping down all day but i know you've got stuff to do yeah um it's been fantastic where where should people look out for and where do they find you for your lessons for your socials it's all on your you website know, um the you know you can go to tracy.net t-r-a-c-i-i.net um but i'm just tracy guns on twitter instagram yeah. uh, i Facebook. love your instagram guitar riff of the days the riff yeah that's fun i'm having fun with that and that's the best place like if you're serious about lessons yeah. uh people they send me a, uh an instant message on okay. instagram and then we get rolling and up front it's a hundred bucks for a half hour so it's not oh, wow. the cheapest thing in the world but you get That's to take like yeah. yeah i think it's fair very so it's been <laughs> a huge huge pleasure can't wait to see you hopefully out on the road hopefully sooner than later thank yeah. you so much we'll come to denmark man i will see you see there you over. for sure <laughs>